Hello and welcome to Adventures in Venueland, an EAMC podcast. This is your all-access pass to go backstage and behind the scenes with some of the brightest minds that cross the scope of the live entertainment industry. I'm Dave Rettelberger. And I'm Paul Hooper. We'll introduce you to some of our favorite people as we dive deep into the world of live touring shows and the venues that host them. Hello and welcome to a detour episode of Adventures in Venueland, an EAMC podcast. I'm Dave Rettelberger, and along with my co-host, Paul Hooper, today's episode is a little bit different. It's a detour or a side trip, one of our many bonus episodes where we take a single serving look at a topic impacting the live entertainment industry. Paul, I'll let you introduce our guest today. Hi, everyone. Yeah, so we're here with Tim Zulowski, and he's the Chief Revenue Officer for AMB Sports and Entertainment with the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. And Tim, you know, one of the big things that we kind of want to hear about is obviously you all had this really unique experience with, you know, hosting Kanye at the venue and, you know, it made various news stories. It was big news everywhere. Big news, right? National news. Uh, but, you know, he was popping into various events that you all had, staying in the stadium, supposedly uh, hosting different sort of activations to promote the album. And it just obviously visually was this kind of stunning event from all the photos I saw, very almost like Super Bowl halftime show-esque. Um, so I guess kind of jumping into that, how did it come about? Is it something that was very exploratory from the beginning, from your all side, or is it something that was really structured? You know, what, what can you tell us about sort of the origin of it all? Sure. Um, I, I'd like to take credit for, you know, uh, going out and finding this opportunity and creating <laughs> it, but, but that would be, right. uh, that'd be a lie. Um, the chance happened by which we were contacted by some representatives from Kanye that had an interest in being in our stadium. Um, and frankly, it started with a little bit of a smaller idea. I, I think in particular, it was more in the, in the flavor of something around um, a video shoot around Donda eventually being released. And uh, it tied to Atlanta. His, his mother um, taught over at Morris Brown. And, and so he had a family connection to Atlanta, although raised out of Chicago. And that spun into his desire to do a listening event here in late July, you know, in preparation, again, of curating, creating Donda. And from there, kind of, uh, it took a life of its own. Um, sure. and, and ultimately, you know, became quite a unique and, and fun opportunity, you know, and, and anything for those, obviously in the operational businesses, business that is, um, unscripted, unplanned, um, has its own unique wrinkles to it. You know, we internally would, would throw the pun that, you know, we, our motto is welcome home and it was uh, taken literally. Um, yes. here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, but the, the full sequence was a listening event and then a, a residency to which um, Kanye you know, stayed here at the stadium and, and actually was very productive running multiple businesses of his out, uh, out of the stadium. And then, you know, a second listening event. And then, you know, the conclusion uh, wrapped up about a week thereafter. And so about a three-week total stay at the stadium. From an operations standpoint, you know, and, and where you started on, on is your understanding of what it was day one to what it was by the end of the three weeks. 
uh, had to be quite a, uh, a fluid situation, as I'm, as I'm sure. How, how did you guys deal with that? How did you roll with that? Yeah, so, you know, as I got an opportunity to sit with uh, Kanye and, and, and I said to him, you know, I don't know who your PR agency is or if you have one or the matter, but this is one of the greatest PR pieces I've ever seen. Because if you actually had scripted it, where he would come do a listening event for 30 plus thousand, you know, almost 40,000 people and whatever it was, 20 million that streamed and then turn around and have all the PR because of who he is and his impact and his importance to society and the music and the like and the you know social media value, then come back and do a second listening event. He, you know, he got an opportunity to have, literally have millions of people react to his music before dropping it. Um, and, and, you know, so I, I you know, took my hat off to him in, in that regard. Now, so I give him the credit. If that was scripted, uh, amazing. Well, now, was it scripted to us? No. And going back to what I said a moment ago, anything unscripted in operations usually sets a little bit of hair on fire. Um, sure. You know, so, <laughs> right. you know, so, so we, you know, we had to, um, we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. But one of the things we try to do is, is listen and, and kind of uh, roll with it. A little bit of, you know, rope it open, if you will. Um, as, as a, the many operations experts will, t- will tell you, even the plans that are best, it's, you know, how do they react, react in the uh, emergency or the unforeseen happening? And so this was a lot of unforeseen because at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, we're, we're very much used to, for example, coming in here at, at Labor Day weekend, we have two college football games. Those have been well planned out, schools, you know, where people will be, band movements, whatever it may be, all detailed out. Every bit of this was not. So whether it be, you know, guests that he had coming in that were going to be collaborative to his music, whether it be people coming in that were collaborative to some of his design work that he was doing, and and even their hours of operation, you know, a little bit different than I would say our nine to five hours. And so, you know, um, setting up the appropriate security, you know, for the safety of himself, as well as his guests, as you know, and, and, you know, if you wanted to kind of go down the blocking and tackling of it, you know, think about it, you got a 2 million square foot facility. You got one of the world's most recognizable artists staying at the facility. He's got a number of guests coming in and out. Those guests don't necessarily know our facility. They don't know our protocols. Right. They don't even know where he's at within the stadium. Right. right. And so just making sure that, you know, it was as smooth of an operation to meet, you know, his goals and, and, and as well as really in, in all candor, uh, continue to operate our business. Right. Because we didn't have this plan. And thus we had Atlanta United matches and we had to work around getting things in and out of the area that he was in. We had to work around actually putting the visiting team in a different locker room. Now, the beauty of the way we built Mercedes-Benz Stadium, we have multiple locker rooms that are all brand new and you know yeah. very well fitted for, for patrons. So we were able to work with Major League Soccer to use, you know, a different, you know, what I'll call world-class locker room. Um, so Kanye was able to stay put. So with, you know, with all that, you know, there was a lot that, that our security team did that our operations team did, that our guest services team did. But when you when you take a step back, it, it challenged us. And, and, and I'm really proud of the operations team. And, that you know, we have a, our CEO, Steve Cannon's a, a military guy. So I'll say that our team, not, you know, chin the bar and then some in order to provide, you know, ultimately the best experience for our guests. And, and, and if you guys, you know, and obviously the operations, you know, you would say your client or your patron that is, is coming in. And then what I would say was a very unscripted three weeks. Well, and you mentioned how it's such a unique PR opportunity, not only the events themselves, but even when, you know, he was like popping into the Atlanta United games 
and the way that was sort of done obviously created these this sort of like fire on social media right there was no like staged photos it was these kind of blurry half shots of some fans saying i think this is kanye i'm not really sure you know like and that was what went viral which is perfect from like a pr building a buzz point of view but did that create any sort of challenges for you all where once people sort of knew he was staying there knew he was in the building you know were fans you know kind of going looking when they went to the bathroom or did it just sort of challenge you all and allow you to step up and really you know put your best practices into place so so the team's best practices were definitely put into place no doubt and a number of people deserve credit for activating their areas and delivering what i would say is you know and i'll go back to my old days at disney um where people were always surprised when you know, Mickey would be in one part of uh, the Magic Kingdom and then all of a sudden miraculously pop up in the other. Um, right. You know, Kanye would be in one part of the stadium and then miraculously pop up in another. And, um, you know, we had the ability to move him as, you know, not move him on our choice, but really, it was, it was really as frank as this. Hey, we have Atlanta United coming out. It's going to be a packed house. You want to come out and see it? Oh, yeah. I'll come out and see it. So he comes out and then he sees, you know, he goes to one section and, you know, everyone has a preconceived notion. Oh, a celebrity, you know, does he want to be in a suite? So we initially take him to the suite and he's like, nah, I want to be closer to the people, closer to the match. Then we take him to the mid pitch. And then, you know, to your point about fans seeing them, we, I would say, like most operators, probably over programmatic as far as around security. So he had his security, we had our security and, you know, but fans were really respectful of him. Like they didn't, all of a sudden we didn't have this bum rush that put anyone, either the fan or, or Kanye at any risk. Then all of a sudden he's seen, I don't know if you, either you gentlemen have seen uh, an Atlanta United match, but we have a 4,000 person supporter section that actually just becomes 4,000 cheerleaders against the whole stadium going bonkers. And, and, and uh, he saw that and he's like, well, better is lit. I got to go over there. And so we moved him over to the supporter section. Right. And so the, the irony of it was, you know, you think about someone like Kanye West or pick your celebrity and, you know, you have 40,000 other people in the stadium and, and you move them, you know, from place to place, you're concerned about everything. You're concerned about the concourse movement. You're concerned about, you know, security issues. You're concerned about people being overwhelmed. And um, interestingly, it was very controlled. And so uh, proud of our, our team, as well as, you know, uh, you know, Kanye, he's got a good awareness of, of his popularity. So he's not trying, he's not trying to create, you know, any undue attention that, that isn't necessary. So, you know, ultimately I'd say, you know, look back to those experiences and it was unique and great from a PR and, and hopefully, you know, enjoyable for both the fan and from Kanye's experience. Tim, you know, you mentioned uh, actually sitting down with Kanye and, and, you know, it's so rare because people listening to this, this podcast, so many of us have been, you know, marketing events sometimes for years. And the actual, you know, sit down and talk about marketing with the artist almost never happens from our side of the fence. So what, what was that like for you? So I've been in this business uh, 28 years. Uh, the irony is, you know, we run this stadium, you know, basically every weekend something's going on. You know, my team handles the booking and my musical IQ is um, if it could be in a negative, it would be. Um, so so I knew, obviously, Kanye is a celebrity. Um, I'm not ignorant to that. But that didn't really you know matter to me. He runs his business. You know, he's got multiple businesses. He's got a relationship with Gap. He's got a relationship with Adidas. He's got, you know, the music business he was. And so really just sat down with him as a business operator. 
and, and trying to understand what he was trying to accomplish. He needed to understand what we needed to accomplish, right? As I, you know, as I sat with him and, and expressed to him, we didn't plan on you being here. And we've got, you know, a business that's, you know, wide open in a good way. Um, and, and we need your cooperation, right? We need to know, you know, who's coming in, when they're coming in, so to speak. We need to understand your angles, like serving anyone else, sure. um, so that we can figure out how we continue to do what we need to do so that this can be, you know, beneficial to all parts. And he was great about that. He was, he was, you know, really good. Uh, I sat with him a couple of times and it was a, a very direct and, and, you know, humble conversation, no different than, you know, probably Paul, you and Dave would have together on a subject. Um, sure. And, and so, you know, he can, in a good way, I would say controls his environment for his shows. And so when he walks out there, he knows what's going to happen. Um, and so if you can kind of be a person that can process putting on a live mega event, like a concert, which he can do, then you can understand the, I would say, um, what's running on around you and what they need from you as well. And, but me personally, I, I, my wife laughs at me because she was the opposite. She has music IQ. Um, and she's, and, and I know this is uh, by video only, but you would not picture me as, um, uh, Mr. Music by any means. Um, so, so she, so she gets, a, she got a great kick out of those interactions for sure. Now, uh, is this something that you feel like is maybe a trend he's starting? Do you, are, have you all had other artists reach out that, you know, saw what he was capable of and, you know, it was like, well, maybe we want to do something similar. And obviously we've seen, you know, him start to kind of do different, but similar things at other venues, but do you think it's, going to stay a one-off or do you feel like it maybe uh kind of sparked an idea amongst other artists uh well i gotta believe there is some spark there i've already looked at next year as an example 2022 and i think we have uh, 68 mega events in 52 weekends um and so the ability for us to do that is not crazy high but you know we um right we will always listen you know our job is always to listen and understand and if if we can figure out a way to do something special and unique we try to do it you know no different than programming the stadium we try to bring the best from around the world to atlanta so that you know the people of either whether it be the u.s or the southeast region can enjoy and this one here happened to be unique and you know in, in kanye's uh, both listening events he's in roughly four to five days you know he moved you know forty thousand tickets a time right so it, it was well received uh, by his fan base what did you have to do to market the event? Because it's not it's not your traditional event that that um, you know that you market. And we're we're all in the business of marketing some very unusual and very diverse events. But this is again something very unique. So so how did you tackle that? You know, so um, Live Nation was um, was Kanye's partner in, in the marketing of his uh, two listing events. With that, what I would ultimately say, unlike you know, so we have ATL Live later this year. It's a self promote. You know, where we're doing the marketing and, and everything soup to nuts and that's got metallica and george Strait and eric church and and so you know that's everything traditional right tv buys sure. you know t- tracking and and everything everyone can think of whether it be online digital email yada yada right in order to sell and fill those stadiums uh, given the viralness of what was going on and in really in a positive way the cheap uh how much they price the tickets which were not 
you know, as expensive as a traditional concert because they knew that they were not traditional concerts. Your population base, you know, it was very wide that could attend. It was, hey, this is an event. Tickets were, I think, at one point twenty, and and eventually got to you know whatever it was sixty or eighty dollars, you know, uh, on a ticket price point depending on location. But the point of it, the point of it was, is wasn't the um, the masses if they wanted had the opportunity to attend, they weren't priced out. And, and sure. so, so between his popularity and the uniqueness and, and frankly, a, a little bit, I think also people at that time of the year, you know, first one was in late July um, of look, I just want to go do something, um, right. you know, and Kanye has got a great following. I mean, you know, yeah. you know, his, his, you know, 20 million or whatever it was, Apple downstreams or streams, you know, shows that um, his popularity with his merchandise lines show that. And so, I, again, I would love to say there was some great pixie dust, but it was really like, hey, Thursday, and it's Sunday, Kanye is doing a listening event at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Prices of tickets are now available on, on uh, Ticketmaster. And by Thursday, we were out of tickets. Yeah. Right. You just kind of open the gates and let them flood I'm, in. I'm sorry I didn't have any magic way to do it. Well, you know, maybe you do have, you know, I, I, we're running out of time here, but I one, one last question for you. You know, if, if you could go back to yourself in the beginning uh, and give yourself some, some advice, or if there is another venue, you know, that is, that's listening in today and, and maybe they find themselves in a similar situation, what, what advice would you have? Well, you know, you, you pointed on it, you know, as, as I've done events here, it is very unique to sit with the artist the way that we, I was afforded that opportunity to sit with Kanye. And, you know, if I could have sat with Kanye when he arrived and said, um, what's in, what's in your mind? Yeah. And, and, uh, and if this was what was in his mind, then we would have known that we were doing, in essence, two concerts, you know, some residency time, you know, helping him develop an album uh, as far as access to his artists. Obviously, we had no, no role in any music. And, um, you know, from going back to the traditional programmatic aspect of operations, right? If we knew what was in front of us, it would have been just that much smoother, right? And, and again, I give my team all the credit in the world is to how they rolled with all everything learning in essence hour by hour day by day to create the right delivery and cadence and, and such but the the if i could you know if i can wave a magic wand and got what i wanted it would have been day one sit with kanye and said okay what are you thinking if he's been like hey two listening events residencies three weeks planning here i'm gonna bring in some artists xyz da, 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 da. and then i could have said okay well let's create a check-in list Okay, of who's coming in and who's approved and who's not approved, and you know what are the hours operations, and here's where your caterer is going to set up, and X Y Z, right? Instead, it unfolded, you know, and it, we got to that point, but it unfolded, you know, as the days went on, and 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 you know, thus you were a little, I would say, less efficient in the beginning, but but we got our hands around it. Hopefully, that uh, that kind of spontaneity and everything, you know, you never ideally want that to happen but it also shows what you're capable of so it's kind of like a badge you can wear as a facility of you know we were able to roll with this we were able to adapt and flex and you know we may never have something like this again but if we ever had some even if it was a football championship or something where we had a whole lot of moving pieces that we weren't expecting we know on a staff side we're able to adjust to that yeah we definitely learned that uh, we have the ability to put up mega events in four days 
and 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 run them very very well. Uh, the fan, the people who came to both Kanye's listening events really enjoyed, and you know we survey after every single event we do here, and and we have about eighty three KPIs, key performance indicators of those events, and and he scored very well amongst those patrons. And and yes, that has to do with the content of what he put up, but it also has to do with the operations ability of our team here. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, normally, uh, you know, I think we have Elton John on sale for next September. That's the normal kind of cadence, but we've now learned that, you know, four days we can, we can pull it off. And so, yeah, that expands our opportunities and, and we take, we definitely take some pride in doing something unique. I will say this to the operations people out there, as well as the operations people on my team, I made the comment of let's have some fun with this. And when you're going through the uh, initial pains of learning what you don't know, maybe not so much fun, but if nothing else, they have earned a tremendous amount of pride. And um, it was it was unique. It was memorable. It was different. And it will definitely uh, open us up to listening to anything and that, that other people may have in mind uh, as it relates to how to... Um, you know, entertain the people and, and use Mercedes-Benz Stadium as a part of it. Well, congratulations. I mean, what what a, uh, a great uh, bit of uh, PR there and the, the whole thing, just uh, just inspiring for a lot of us in the industry to kind of see, you know, in these times when we're uncertain of so much, to see actually an, an event that required some creativity and some unique ways to tackle those challenges. You guys did a great job with it, and it was really, really fun to watch along. Tim, before we let you go, anything you want to plug, uh, venue social accounts, uh, your social accounts, any, anything you want to throw out there? Um, well, like I said, uh, this fall, we have um, Eric Church, George, uh, George Strait coming, uh, along with Metallica, uh, ATL Live. It's a self-promote that we do. Uh, each year, and, and it'll be back again in 2022. We also have, um, uh, that's the first weekend in November. Second weekend, we have Rolling Stones. Um, we have a college football championship. If you're an Alabama or Miami fan, this coming or Ohio weekend. State. Or Ohio State. I would, look, I'd love to get the Buckeyes <laughs> down to, to Atlanta. We'll, we'll, we travel well. We travel yeah, well. You do travel well. I would love to have you uh, come here. And I've, I've had a conversation or two with your, your admin. I just haven't been able to get them out of the horseshoe up there. Um, um, but no, look at, at the, at the end of the day, um, you know, Atlanta is a great city. We, we welcome all and, and, and try, um, you know, to be on the lookout at, you know, mercedesbenzstadium.com for kind of the biggest and baddest from around the world that we can bring here. That's awesome. Hey, really appreciate your time today. And, and a big thanks to everybody for listening to this special detour episode of Adventures in Venue Land. Remember you can subscribe and find more episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We'd love your five-star review so you can help others find us. Until the next adventure, I'm Dave Rettelberger. And I'm Paul Hooper. Thanks for listening, everyone. Adventures in Venue Land is a side project of the Event and Arena Marketing Conference, a nonprofit organization bringing together people in the field of live entertainment to discuss marketing, publicity, and sales trends. Find out more at eventarenamarketing.com. Audio editing and mixing by Camille Faulkner. Design and digital advertising by Megan Ebeck. Copywriting and publicity by Samantha Marker. Guest booking and brand strategies by Paul Hooper. Guest research by Dave Rettelberger. Marketing strategies by Paul Hooper, Megan Ebeck, and Samantha Marker. Thanks for joining us. Until the next adventure.